right good evening ladies and gentlemen this is uh john bosco by the grace of god heart of washington national ministry africa the number one podcast we are so much happy that we are together once again in god's presence we give him glory we give him honor it has been uh, a very 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 long week to some of the people and of course other people it's such a blessing it depends the way how it has treated you but all that it is for the goodness and for the glory of God. We would like to thank God for the gift of life, for the power, for the strength that he has given to us even during the moments of struggles and challenges. We thank him that he has not left us alone. As we are starting up our podcast tonight, let's have prayer. Open up in prayer. Father, we thank you because you're so much good. You're awesome. You're so great. We thank you for the power, we thank you for the grace. We thank you for the strength. We thank you for everything that we do in this life that you've enabled us King of God Father to overcome. We wouldn't have been able to reach where we are. We pray for those who are so weak. We pray for those who are really challenged in one way or the other that Father may you lead them, may you be with them. And may you help them to overcome. There are those who are in hospitals, there are those who are in different places, and they're experiencing different things. But we pray, as a great God and a wonderful Father, you're able and awesome to help them out. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. It's we the coffee church. Oh, 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 Yes, it's a coffee chat by the grace of God. It's a coffee chat indeed. Uh, tonight we are together with different people. You're most welcome, uh, Patricia. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I know <laughs> we had two things that we had to do, so we are going to make them all together. But again, uh, there is something I'm going to be making as a, we call it uh a study that we are going to make and this is going to be all about with Dr. Goffrich, uh, Pastor, uh, Dr. Daniel Goffrich. I don't know whether I pronounced his his name very well, but he's with us tonight. Uh, Ivan Walaba, thank you so much for joining in. May God bless you so much. It's really so awesome to have you guys. And with those few words, let me come back. there are a few things that we need to look at uh, today by the grace of God and I'm going to request Patricia to call in if you can hear me 
praise call in. I'll be able to pick you up by the grace of God. And uh, today, as we are looking at different things, um, it's really an amazing topic that all of us that we are going to be discussing about. And majorly, it's going to be a question and answer session. And uh, we are going to be looking at the qualities. What are some of the qualities that a leader you may need uh, in order to be a good Christian leader? I know most of us, we are leaders in one or the different places, in different areas. And I, I believe even our families, at our places, and so on, I believe that everyone is a, a, a leader. But before we go into that, how are you today, Patricia? Uh, I'm fine. Hope you're hearing me. Are you getting me? Very well, very well. Yeah, I'm doing great and um, really honored and happy to be part of this today. Okay. It's an honor. Thank you, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nice to have you tonight. Uh, it's such an amazing time to have you. I'm going to give you some few minutes as we are going to be discussing about your uh, life experience so far. And uh, I would like you to comprise three things. Uh, that is, what, uh, how were you, in terms of the testimony, how, um, how was your life before you got saved? And how did you get saved? And then after you got saved, what is happening right now in your life? And I believe it's going to really make a very great impact in someone's life. Yes, Patricia. Yeah, so uh, you asked how was my life before becoming a born again. Exactly. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Then the second question is, is... How did you get born again? Pardon me, the second question? How did I become a born again? And how is my life as a born yes. again? Yes, yeah. So, how... Okay, I was born a uh, Catholic. Uh, born from a Catholic family, and my dad and my grandmother really did not like the word becoming a born again. Because if you say I'm a born again, it's like a mm. uh, which was very hard. And, and according to the things we see outside, many times I used to say I will never become a born again. Mm-hmm. So life really moved on because I, I sometimes we could somehow, somewhere, go to born-again churches because of the music, you know that thing, eh? mm-hmm. the atmosphere that happens in some born-again churches, but not because we are born-again. Um, my life had a lot with it, like, um, I did not think about becoming a born-again, it wasn't, at that time I was still a student, whereby I didn't do a lot of funny, funny things, yeah? Mm-hmm. I was just a student, yeah, we were crazy, but um, how I became a born again, I did not see this coming, but how it happened, uh, my mom came back, she was living in South Africa for some good years, so she came back, and when she came back here, things became hard, it was really hard for her to find a job, she's a nurse, but it was really hard for her to find a job. She was in that time where money wasn't coming through, you know, the stress, the depression, you look at things, and uh, I think at a, at a certain period of time, she saw, like, man, I didn't give birth to these kids. I, I don't know what, whether it was the truth, but 
life would have been uh, somehow you know when you have three kids you are the one to pay school fees and you don't have any money everything is just becoming stressful and one thing i remember she used okay she became somehow violent abuses whereby she could just come i think she was she was just stressed sometimes she would come beat you up she was in a lot and me as a person if something continues happening like that i'm a human being sometimes you end up come having the hatred or being like my head. so at a point i felt like i was tired it was in 2018 christmas uh, i had done some good job at home i used to do a lot of hard work cleaning i remember before christmas two days before christmas i had to paint the house i had to do a lot of different things so the christmas they reached she came and she was really you know something that doesn't really make sense why she was quarreling she was calling about the cows not being on one side to put them on another side so i told her i'll wait for my brother to come and do that mm. but she was already having that in mind that i'm going to beat this person up i tried moving from her to go to my grandmother but then she followed me the way it was too much the beating was I decided to go because I remember telling her that I will I'm going to leave this place for you to have, for you to have peace so that you you don't end up killing me and regret it. So I left home on Christmas 2018 and I went at my father's place. Mm. When I went back at my father's place like it was at his place but her mother's place but then he used to live within So when I reached there, the way I was, as if I was a mad person, they asked me, I explained, my grandmother said, no, it's impossible. But then it was good day, people had to enjoy, blah, blah, life happened. After Christmas, the following day, she was waiting for me to go. So after like Christmas and Boxing Day, the third day, she told me, you can't stay here. Mm. Even much I had explained myself when she got it, they had some misunderstandings back then. Then she told me, the only way for you to stay in my house is if your mother comes back to apologize to me, okay. which could not happen. She would never do something like that. I knew that she would never, and I even told my dad that I think she can do it better. Mm. She, will, she will listen to you if you go and tell her that grandma said she needs to come and apologize. He did not even bother because I knew by then he existed and I had to leave. So I could not go back where I came from. They have chased me away because I still had that, the pain, that anger on me. Here I came, they chased me away. So that was, this side where I stayed there, different churches, one of them churches, whereby, you know, as some Bonaventure people are always there from Monday to, you understand? Some people even sleep there. So, I went to a certain church, it's in Mutonde, at Pastor Tommy's church. I started staying at that church without anything, apart from the clothes I was putting on. I think when I went, when I went there at my, when mother's, my father's place, I got some few, like, t-shirts and some, some short shirts. And I, that's how life was. Oh, I won't 
just because I know no one is going to ask, hey, who is that person always there? Because people are always there. Would live without covering myself. I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, I'm a sicky person. Like it's very hard to finish a month without looking sick. Mm. But I man, I I don't know how God did it, but I'm, I managed not to be sick for one month and a half. Mm. There is a lot of things at that at that time. At that time, I didn't know. By that time, I didn't know where I fall because I could go to Bonagain churches at a, at a certain point when I was in school. I, I became a Muslim, you know. I was all over the place. But when I went to this church, even even before the word, like me entering the church, and okay, I could enter, they, they preach and do what, but what really made me to observe and become and I surrendered myself God mm, mm. is that that time was hard. I never knew that I can manage this time. You know, when you know that uh, me, me with my sickness, I can't sleep in the cold, you know, when it's so cold. I know that at, the, at this time of the month, I'm going to be sick. I, I, can't, I can't sit, I can't do this. I didn't know what to eat because I did not have money. You know, when you wake up and you don't know how. How am I going to finish up this day? But there is a God used to provide. You know, when someone calls you out of the day, how are you? Mm, I'm there. Because uh, I could not tell all the people my problems. But the fear I told someone to tell you, okay, I, I may not have a place for you to sleep, but come here, I will buy you lunch. You understand those things. So God provided even in the hardest time, even when I, when me as me, I, had no faith that I will manage. I spent one and a half months at that church, and that's where I got my salvation. It was one day I were in church, and the pastor was talking about how God works in in hard times. You know, sometimes, sometimes we don't see, but for real, our saying, the things He has done in that one and a half months, it was really awesome. I was. That's when I believed and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's when I got the salvation at that church. I may not remember very well that day, but one thing I remember um, it was at the end of January. Mm-hmm. I don't know the date, but it was at the end of January 20, uh, 2019. That's when I got my salvation. Because of the way he was taking care of me because of the way he was working in my life. And when I really believed in him, when I surrendered, when I got my salvation, and I'm like, you know, I, I used to have this hard time whereby if I'm doing something, I make sure I put in all of me knowing that, yeah, this one I can handle, this one I can handle. At the end of it, I'm, I'm not handling, like, you're showing me that you cannot do this on your own. So I wish that time. Because when I surrendered to be like I'm homeless, I was homeless for one half month. But he gave me a shelter. That's what he cared for me. He was there mm. in different ways. Mm. And after that one and a half year, uh, one and a half month, just I was there, you know, when you're like, oh, man, 
I'm really tired of sleeping in this place. Eh? Mm-hmm. My sister called me. She was, oh, yeah, I left home, but first she left in good faith. Like, I left home and um, right now I'm renting. Can you come and we stay together? So it was the way I was, there is the way I was asking. The other time I was like, ah, I'll find ways of moving on with life. You understand? Mm-hmm. But that day, same month, one and a half months. But that day when I was like, God, I'm really tired of sleeping in this place. He answered my prayers. I went and started saying with my sister. I remember then, by that time I was uh, already given my life to him. I had my salvation. And I maybe I didn't know a lot about it. You understand? Mm-hmm. When I went at my sister's place, you know now things are becoming normal again, yeah? Mm-hmm. Getting a job, sometimes you don't have to over struggle to eat. Started getting gigs. Uh, I remember at school in my school, I used to, I used to be dealing with training. I really loved so I was on assignment, preferred to deal with it. Kind of music, kind of, kind of people, the music. The network is not so much stable uh, uh, with her, but we thank the living father for that few words that she has shared with us as we are continuing with our program. Just I wanted to head, give, get some encouragement with really uh, that simple testimony with the three questions. But for a few time that she has shared with us, I think someone you've been really blessed. Uh, range, ranging to the minutes as I arranged them or I, as I planned, <laughs> almost just 10 minutes to the time of my colleague. Yes, Pastor Goffrich, uh, can you hear me, please? <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah? really very good. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on again. Glad to be here. I'm, I'm also really so happy. And uh, the, 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 I, I think your, your, your volume is a bit down. Is that better? Uh, increase a bit. Oh, I, I, it, it sounds as if you're very far from it. That's how it sounds. Well, I don't know. How is this? Yeah, at least that's better. How has been your day, sir, and the week uh, in general? This has been a, a good week mm-hmm. for me so far. Mm-hmm. Very productive. I've 
gotten some good work done. Um, looking forward to our conversation today. Okay. That is so great. I know we have a couple of things that we are we are we would like to discuss about, and according to the topic that we have today, which is a Christian leadership, and uh, one of the questions that we have is uh, what are likely to be the good uh, qualities uh, one to become a Christian leader. And uh, I believe most of times when we talk about leadership, there are certain words that always we point out. I might be right, but again, more of enlightenment or maybe expound, expansion of what really you're going to be explaining. We always look at the integrity, we look at the humility, flexibility, resilience, stewardship, and empathy. And there are so many other things that always we point out. I would like you to help me one thing um, at first that I would like to start with. How do I dif- what what's the difference between leadership and servant leadership? Because I hear, uh, should I say Christian leadership and servant leadership, or leadership uh, and, and 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 servant leadership? What's the difference? That's the first thing I would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I have to say that I am not. I'm not really a big fan. Of the concept of servant leadership, okay, and I know that goes that goes contrary to what a lot of people teach, right? Mm-hmm. But my problem is that, especially in a Christian worldview, especially from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. all believers, every believer, is to be a servant of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, a leader's job is not to serve the people. Mm. A leader's job is to serve Christ and lead the people. Mm. Right? Mm. And if we are serving Christ, and if we are leading the people well, who are in our care, we will be serving them in a sense, right? We will be ministering to them. Mm. But this concept that a good leader must be a servant and must serve the people and must be focused on service, I think changes the conversation about what leadership is supposed to do. Leadership, by definition, is to be out in front leading the way. Mm. And that requires certain things. And you can help people along the way, serve them, minister to them, but you can also do a lot of, you can spend a lot of time serving and not actually leading. And so I think, I think the concept of servant leadership has really con- started to confuse the issue for a lot of people. Okay. And again, we, we have so many dynamics when it comes to leadership. And some of these dynamics is all about, uh, I, I'm, I'm really very sorry to go faster. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to always be juggling, juggling, going to this area, going to the other area and the other area because we seek to be helped and we seek to be guided because 
um, as servants or as leaders in, in, in the Christian perspective, we need to be in a position to, even if it comes to God's word in, in execution, in, a, in, a, in deliverance and in explanation, we need to be very sure of what really we are doing. And that's why we're asking all these questions and we are so much um, uh, so in need of the guidance. First of all, when you're a leader, there are so many dynamics that are happening, most especially when it comes to the stand of your belief. People would like to follow you, but sometimes you're contrary to what really they believe or they have been knowing for a long time. For instance, recently we, have so, we had so many issues, even in the ministry, concerning what really we have discovered according to God's word and what really people grew up knowing. Because some people grow up in different uh, Christian uh, backgrounds and they, they grew up hearing a lot of things, uh, understanding so many things. So when it comes to the point of bringing a correction in one way or the other in any area or in any field, people feel like they are offended. That's the first thing. Secondly, people feel like um, they, they, they start now to bring in the, the other mentality that you think you've studied much, you think that you know much, you think that you, they start even quoting that, uh, maybe you're using experience rather than God's word because for them, their, their basis is on how they feel, how they grew up seeing that. As a leader, you would like to give directions. You'd like to lead such a kind of people that are having those kinds of different perspectives and feelings and uh, so, th uh, so forth. ATC, I think you can <laughs> understand most of those things. So as a leader, how really can I encounter such? Well, well, now I'm saying this as a teacher because that's my primary role. Mm. But I really do believe that change, whether it's change in beliefs, change in direction, uh, change in vision, change in policy, whatever, whatever you are trying to change, whatever the leader sees as he needs she needs to this thing to change i really think that one of the, the best ways is to teach the people why is this change necessary hmm. what is the what is the background how did we get to this point where we need to where we need to change it may not be a bad thing it may not be that Things are bad, and so we need to change. But part of leadership is forward thinking. If we don't change, things may go badly, so let's change this now. Let's fix this now. Before things go badly, while things are still going well. If it's a change in doctrine or a change in belief, then yes, we need to pull out our Bibles. We need to teach the people. This is what the Word of God says in its context very carefully. When I became a pastor in our church here in the United States, we had some changes that we needed to make. And it took me about a year and a half, 18 months, to teach through some very important things in Scripture to help the people understand where we needed to go. And by the time we were done teaching those things, 
everybody understood and everybody, I think, if I remember correctly, this was 20 years ago, everybody was on board because they understood it, they taught it, they had time to process and think through and ask questions. Mm. You can't ma many times change what needs to be done slowly uh, so that everybody can be part of the ownership of that change and be, uh, be persuaded or convinced or taught whatever term you'd like to use. Again, <laughs> the conflicting, conflicting loyalty in some instances, this is where it comes from that <laughs> you're ready to teach people about change or what you really you would like to bring in and you'd like even to use scriptures, but the people you would like to train or to teach, <laughs> they are saying no. However much for you are saying like that, but for us, this is what we know. Anyway, always that happens, but as you know, in Africa, always it's like a battle when it comes to change. Sometimes it's like a battle. <laughs> so people accept and believe after some time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Miss Penny, you're most welcome. How are you today? Uh, may you unmute yourself and greet us as we are continuing with the discussion with uh, Dr. Goffrey Daniel. Yes, Penny. How is your day? And how has been the week? I think her network is still disturbing. Anyway, the next question that I would like to ask um, is all about the way you you know the the the, 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 the more, most of, most of the the the, the, the point um, no 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 the direction is put on leadership. It means Every person can be a leader in one way or the other in a different place, as you mentioned earlier. But again, I would like to give um, an opportunity for us to hear the perspective that you have in general as really you thought about this when we um, chose this type of a topic. Well, I think I think that there are probably three categories of Christian leadership. Mm. And I think each one is a little different when it comes to followers, right? Mm. So first, of course, you have your elders and deacons in your local church. Mm. Elders or pastors are the elders and pastors are the same thing in the New Testament, and your deacons, and those we
musicians. They may be teachers uh, in your church. They may be uh, small group leaders. Um, they may have all sorts of other things. levels of leadership, the official church leaders, um, anyone with a leadership role other than elders and deacons, and then every believer as part of the, lead, um, the discipleship process. In addition to um, the, the character traits that we find in 1 Timothy and Titus for elders and deacons, I think there are two other Bible passages that talk about the qualities that we need etc. That is the result of the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. It's not something that we can uh, create. It's not something that we and continually increasing, then you will not be unfruitful and unproductive in your pursuit of the rich knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verses 5 through 7 list these things that are supposed to be continually increasing. We, once we are saved, once we have come to know Jesus as our Savior, that's faith, he says, add to that excellence. This is, this is our dedication. This is when we say to the Savior, all right, I am all in. I am dedicated to whatever you want from me, want me to do. And then we find knowledge and self-control, which overlaps with the fruit of the Spirit. Perseverance, godliness, brotherly love, how we serve. 
and then agape, unselfish love, how we serve the rest of the world. When you put Galatians 5 and 2 Peter 1 together, I th- a really good list of character traits, qualities that every believer needs, and the better we the more we grow in those, the better we are going to be able to uh, fulfill all of our roles, leadership roles and non-leadership roles. And so the words that you said, like humility and empathy and those types of things, those grow out of a heart that is already chasing Jesus the way Second Peter and Galatians shows us we should do. What do you think? Um, what do you think about that? How does that fit within your your um, a picture or definition of leadership and Christian leadership? <clears throat> Just a bit of it. Uh, <laughs> I really don't have a, a, a paramount definition about leadership, but uh, it's like. Someone quoted, and that is uh, that that is uh, Mr. Chiravira. He quoted uh, something that I for me I take it as a definition, a bit of it, but it's not paramount. Uh, even a definition you've given also is good, and I I, I discover I'm discovering that maybe everyone um, there there are several ways how really this is brought out for a for a human being to understand to the extent of uh, his or her uh, personal beneficial. He quoted and said that the true leadership is, no, a true leader is when that leader pointing the ones that he's leading unto Christ. And the question would be, how is that happening? Because always we talk about that thing, pointing people to Christ, pointing people to Christ. But I don't know how is it done. Um, do we have ways? We have mediums. Do we have uh, processes? We have some things that we need to depend on so that we show how really we extend that or pointing people to Christ. And yes, sir. Well, I I think sometimes we make it more difficult than it really is because right now. I am pointing you to Christ, you are pointing me to Christ, and we are pointing those who are listening to your show to Christ. Mm. We are leading them, we're leading each other, and we're leading them to what is best for for everyone, and that's Jesus himself. And so I agree with that definition. I, I love uh, Mr. Chirabira's definition. Um but I don't think it has to be a formal process all the time. It can be. I don't think it has to be a program all the time, but it can be. I think even a five-minute conversation can point someone to Christ, can lead someone to Christ, and you may never talk to that person again for the rest of your life. You may never see that person again, but if you have pointed them to Jesus, 
you have fulfilled in those five minutes the amount of discipleship, the amount of Christian leadership that you can do in that time. Mm-hmm. And when we when we begin to see the little things, the little moments as uh, discipleship possibilities, then we can start to build big things behind them. Okay? But if we think that it always has to be big things, big processes, uh, big programs, then we mistend to miss out on all the little things along the way. Now, I would like to challenge uh, your listeners here that it, that that being a Christian leader, helping lead someone to Jesus, whether it's in, in, in sharing the gospel for the first time or whether it's discipling people, it does not require a, an official role. It does not require a title. It does not require a... Um, um, a, 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 it really does not even require a church approval or a pastor approval. Every Christian can point someone to Jesus and fulfill that responsibility and privilege of being a leader and a discipler for that person. For real, what you're saying is right, and uh, it's not it's not centered on the, on the title. But now, <laughs> in African context, when you talk about leadership, someone just think about the position. Uh, whenever it, it, the word leadership is mentioned, like it or not, it's going to be a thought of a position. And the next question will be, uh, w- which office am I going to? to sit in and what am I going to be doing in that office? These are the things that I need and so on. Secondly, when you talk about leadership, people think about the titles. Um, I think about the titles. Okay, I'm going to be a leader working as who? Uh, doing everything as who? Operating as who? Those are some of the questions that they raise. And thirdly, when you mention about leadership, it's going to be so the, the perspective that we take it is that uh, I'm going to be giving orders. I'm going to be giving directions. In other words, the, I think the right word would be directions or guide, guidance as in leading people. But always we take it to be orders. Um, and we would like to understand how do we apply or exercise the leadership that God has entrusted with us, because why am I saying that the African context? I don't know even. I don't know whether other countries that is the same case or the same thing. But in African context, when someone is given leadership, um, it's going to be like I'm going to stand there, um, giving orders, do this, do the other, do the other thing, or do the other thing. So that's the way how for us we understand when it comes to exercising this the the authority. Because, uh, by the that's one of the other things that I wanted to mention, that when we talk about leadership in Africa, for us, we think about authority. We, are, we think that we, we're going to be given authority over something or over someone. And in other words, whatever that we are going to say, whatever we are going to do, everyone under us, everyone that is following what we are doing must be, in, in, uh, must comply with whatever that really we bring in. And sometimes we say that 
don't respond to your leader don't say this and this and this don't know that I'm your leader and always we put it on uh, we put it uh, in front of us uh, we make it to be uh, a display that don't you know that I'm a leader don't you know that I'm your leader and so on so and again the way how we enforce um, the, the, the the invasions or uh, how can I call it uh, for instance, we have objectives. There are some things that you want to achieve, or there are things that you want to uh, to 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 fulfill. Always, we, we we just impose instead of suggestions, instead of um, bringing it in a such a way of uh, um, maybe working together. But it's all about what I've said, and that is a final. Uh, in this, the question I would like to ask: How best can we exercise? Um, the authority that God has given to us as leaders in any field. Well, that's, I, I think that takes time. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I, find it, I find it interesting that in 1 Timothy chapter 5, we find, and, well, chapter 3 and 5, 1 Timothy chapters 3 and 5, we find that Paul said that a man should not be placed into leadership, and this would be for elders and deacons, until he has first been tested, evaluated. That means that long before he has any authority, long before he can stand up and say, I am the leader, he has to already be serving, already be ministering, already be working under someone else's leadership, doing the ministry with a good attitude, a good heart, a good work ethic. And then if he passes the evaluation, if his character is good, if his work ethic is good, only then do we put him into a place of leadership for elder and deacon. And while I, there's not necessarily a passage that I can show you that says that that is true for all official leadership positions, I think the principle is a good one. I think we... We often put people into leadership positions who are not yet ready to be there. And part of that is an attitude of, well, I'm the leader. You have to do what I say. Whether we've worked in that position before, whether we know anything about <laughs> that position, right? <laughs> I may not know anything, but I have the title. I have the position, and so you have to do what I say. For sure. I don't, think, I don't think that that's how leadership is supposed to work. It's hard to lead people in a direction where you have not been, in an area that you don't understand. Um, let's, let's change, let's change uh, uh, venues. Let's change situations. Let's say you and I are out in 
the forest or in a desert or, or in a place that, that uh, I have never been. I've never been here, and I've asked you, would you help me get through this? I'm asking you to be my leader. How good of a leader can you be if you also have never been here before? Even if you have a map, even if you have, uh, now, maybe GPS or something, right? But even if you have a map, it's hard. You can sort of, you can say, well, I think this is the right way to go. But how are you supposed to guide me and lead me if you don't even understand the situation you're in? And we do that with leaders too often. We say, oh, uh, a, a charismatic person, this is a smart person, this is a, uh, 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 you know, everybody loves this man or this woman. Let's make them a leader when they probably should not be a leader because they have not served well and they haven't been evaluated. We don't know anything about them except that maybe they're a good speaker but that does not necessarily mean they're a good leader of So I would say that if people are fighting over leadership positions, I want to be the leader. I want to be the leader. No, I want to be the leader. You have to do what I say. I think that is probably, in most cases, a good sign that that person is not ready for leadership. Um, it's okay to want a position. It is okay to want to be a leader. But a person who is not willing to serve when it's not time to lead who is not willing to serve if there is no leadership position available, if all they're doing is waiting for the chance to tell people what to do, I don't think that is a good person for leadership. Okay, that's so great. We the coffee church. Oh, 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 So moving on, and that is uh, Dr. Daniel Goffrich. He has been giving us uh, different uh, opinions about what really leadership should look like. And one of the last points that he has said, if we have people that are fighting for leadership, then we need to examine those people once again. It's not be, it's not be, we have not supposed to be in a position just to choose that just because people love them so much in ministry or in any area, wherever they have to, uh, to be. But it's all about 
the biblical qualities that the qualities that the bible allocates the bible that points out identifies and that's the way how we can identify that really this leader can qualify uh, to lead others uh, and the point is these leaders have to be pointing people to Christ and that is so amazing uh, in the next session please you allow me I'm going to be bringing in um, Madam Penny she's going to continue from there to shoot more questions and, <laughs> and I think she'll start with what really she learned uh, she has been learning and she has been in Kamori uh, we call it event she has been in event listening it's such amazing to have you Dr. Goffrich uh, for really giving us this kind of enlightenment it helps us indeed and <laughs> we are learning we are learning we are learning Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to remind you that one of the things that can help us to grow in Christianity uh, is not only just going to church. Some days, if you don't have really an opportunity to go to church, um, you can tune in on podcasts at 9 p.m. like tonight, and uh, we worship, we praise, we learn together God's Word. As you hear, we always... Um, we, we always host different people and they help us to enlighten more of the things, some of the confusion that we have in the Christian uh, life. And some of you, I know you have questions. So many people have questions in different areas, in different ways. Please feel free in the comment, comment section. Uh, post your question that you have regarding on the topic that we are discussing right now. It's all about uh, what are supposed to be the right or what are the qualities that may help anyone to become a very good uh, leader or a Christian leader in any field that you are in or where God has entrusted you to be. And I think that makes sense uh, by the grace of God. So endeavor uh endeavor ask questions you are going to be able or are going to be in a position to answer them and again if you still have more questions out there please whatever we meet on wednesday bring your questions that we can discuss about it and if you have a testimony how you got saved and uh what your life was before and after that is always our first uh, icebreaker that we have on this podcast we listen from different people's uh testimonies and they help and encourage us in our Christian living. Don't be discouraged. God is with you. Heart of Washington National Ministry Africa, the number one podcast. Let me come back with Penny. Oh yeah, Madam Penny, I think uh, <laughs> I think it's a time. Hi, everybody. Hope you're all doing great. Uh, Dr. Daniel, you're welcome to the podcast. Thank you for welcoming me, Pastor Jeta. I had issues with network. That's why I've been getting something. Some have not been getting them. It has been a long journey getting here overall. So I might not have questions, but I have, uh, I, I want to, to, I don't know if these things have been talked about, but uh, I attended a leadership seminar somewhere, being a leader myself in church. And 
I got a few pointers from there and I'd like to share them here today with the rest of the people. Uh, so we learned that leadership is influence. With leadership, you're going to influence people to do a number of th- you're going to influence people to do quite a number of things because in most cases when you're a leader and, and by the way this is a general perspective not only uh, christian leaders or but generally leaders they, they leadership is influence you're going to you're going to influence people to do things you're going to influence people to yeah to do things in a certain way how is the decisions that you make as a leader they might not only affect you but they're going to affect even your subjects the people that you're leading uh the other point was uh for a christian leader if you're going to lead you need to be guided by the holy spirit most cases leaders want to do things on their own they want to make decisions based on whatever that comes to their mind maybe based on their personal needs maybe based we do that a lot i've done that a lot where i have uh tried to block what other people are saying because me i have a picture of something and i'm saying i can i can really see some i'm this I can really control this and I'm not going to let anyone do that or bring in their idea. If they bring in their idea and it's contradicting with what I had already pictured, it, I, I really fight so hard and at the end of the day I'll win because, <laughs> because I'm the leader. But I realize that's not a good thing. Sometimes what I think or what I have what I have planned is not in line with what really God wants me to do. And sometimes a voice tells you, the Holy Spirit is telling you, this is not what you're supposed to do. But because, I don't know, as human beings, we are big-headed sometimes, you want to, you want to have your own, I don't know what word to use, but you want to have, your own ideas you want to have your own stuff uh you you want to have your own stuff done and not what really the holy spirit wants you to do or what god wants you to do uh the other point was spiritually does impact people we impact people i had dr daniel say that you can talk to someone just for five minutes and let them know about Christ and you might not even ever talk to them again but if you've done your part you've done your part just letting them know about Christ you never know maybe they're going to go and make more research or maybe the the something's going to change in their lives so a lot of times they think impacting people is uh Maybe you have to to first buy them something, you have to give them something that's very huge, something that's very big and all that stuff. 
but in most cases how you talk to people people how you everything that you do can impact people as a leader i believe you have to be keen with how you do things i have a friend there she 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 has oh, we were we are in the same church and she has this person a friend of hers this person bought a new phone and and this person is a leader as well in church so when this person buys a new phone this lady is like oh can i touch your phone can i see what it looks like and all that stuff and this person is like ah no you want manage and all that stuff and few days after that this person's phone is stolen so this lady while I was talking to her she's like hmm so that guy <laughs> he refused me to touch his phone and now they stole it you see like she she was really she wasn't sad about that issue she was happy because his phone was stolen because of how he he reacted towards her it was only her touching her phone is she his phone she wasn't taking it away or anything but that little thing changed her perspective towards him and she saw him as a rude person she saw him as so in that way i believe he can't do anything or say anything and sh- and and she takes it serious or she minds about it because of this little thing that he did so most cases i know we can't be 100% perfect but most cases if you can control it i feel like you should be uh you should be keen with how you behave towards people because it impacts it 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 has some impact if you're ever rude if you're ever quiet you're not giving attention to people they're talking to you you're not minding it's very hard for those people to even listen to what you're going to say as a leader and my last point is what we as if you're a spiritual leader you work from god's agenda you can't do anything outside god's agenda if you're a christian leader then what's the whole point of being a christian leader i believe there are many people out there who are doing things out of god's agenda but if you're really a believer you should understand the agenda and i believe you have to read the bible you have to read the word in order to know what god's agenda is so as a spiritual leader you have to be equipped take time to read take time to know more about god participate and you can't know everything but try to know something because you're pouring into other people and what you pour into them it's what they're going to pour into others so you you as well have to be keen what is being poured into you as a leader yeah i think that's that's it okay that is her point of view about really what is uh 
Thank you so much for those few points that you've given. And as we are winding up, uh, before I call in, I, before I call upon uh, Pastor Daniel, I'm going to give this also a few contributions. It's not this, is not just a final, but just contributions of what really also I heard that a leader can see people through the eyes of Jesus. So that is the kind of a leader that others follow. And then someone said, now here I'm just reading from other people's opinions. This one said that leadership uh, sometimes seems to be intimidating. <laughs> a lot of responsibility goes into it. But <laughs> those kind of positions won't have fully allowed. Eh? Wouldn't have fully allowed. Eh, okay. Then someone said that uh, take some time today to think about the people in your life. God is calling you to lead. And when it is time to make decisions within that law, ask yourself a famous question. What would Jesus do? Hey, yeah, that's so perfect. <laughs> that's so good. What, did, uh, what would Jesus do as you are in any leadership position? Or... Anywhere you're given the responsibility, and I personally I take this to be like leadership is responsibility is a responsibility. It's not all about uh, titles, as Pastor Daniel said. It's not about titles. It's not about what, but it's all about the responsibility that all of us we have uh, as leaders, as people that have been trusted uh, with people in different areas in one way or the other. I would like you guys to follow. Uh, if I told you, join in with this link. And uh, we have so many episodes uh, listed when you place on follow uh, on, on Hoima Radio. We have so many episodes that are already recorded. They are there. You can access them and you listen to them in your own time by the grace of God. And I believe uh, you'll be blessed. Yes, uh, past, uh, pastor, doctor, anything. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Daniel, uh, what would you, your last remarks about this? Um, well, again, thank you for uh, letting me be here with you. My final remarks would simply be, if you want to be a leader, mm. make sure that you are first a good follower, a good follower of Jesus, a good follower of those who already have a biblical leadership position and if the time comes where you can be a leader of other people make sure that you continue to follow Jesus well like the apostle Paul said imitate me follow me as I follow Jesus mm. wow thank you so much Pastor Daniel that still is so great. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to repeat people's words uh, because always they are nice. And uh, <laughs> next Wednesday, please don't miss, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be meeting once again, discussing on different topics. As I told you, this is a coffee chats program uh, that uh, on Hawima Radio. Hawima means Heart of Worship, International Ministry, Africa. We serve the Living Father. We serve the God. We believe in the Holy Spirit and His and and His power. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Yes, Mrs. Penny, what would be your last remarks? 
my last three marks are if you're if you're called to be a leader do it with all your heart with your heart and be humble don't be a leader because don't be a proud leader god doesn't like proud people be humble and be as down to earth as possible because this leadership comes and goes okay once a leader or is a leader but that position is going to go away so be as humble do god's work you said what would jesus do someone said what would jesus do? in every in most situations ask god what ask yourself what would jesus do in this kind of situation yeah. awesome thank you so much ladies and gentlemen allow me uh, to appreciate patricia for having joined in of course uh, dr daniels thank you so much for the wonderful discussion that you've given us so many things i've learned and always i learn from you and really you inspire me Ivan Walaba thank you so much for joining tonight may God bless you so much uh, of course Mrs Penny really you're such a blessing to the ministry blessed Diana thank you so much always also those that are used ID Nana Osei Matov Goodman thank you so much Sebo uh, Manto thank you so much Sebo uh, and someone else used an ID then PSC yeah something like that thank you also May God really bless you everybody. I just want to wish you a nice evening. Let's meet the next Wednesday in Jesus' name as we are giving glory to God and learning together in Jesus' name. We the coffee church. The coffee church. The coffee chat. <laughs> you're, you're listening to Hoima Radio. Hoima Radio.